And now, what you've all been waiting for... Donuts? No, not donuts. The jelly that goes inside of donuts? No, not the jelly that goes inside of donuts. Yeah, Mom and Dad make this podcast. When Rocks Rocks Talk. Talk. Mommy and Daddy's podcast. Oh, Mother and Father's podcast. Are you sure it wasn't donuts? The mind is a powerful tool. Oh, well, it can be a weapon. Or a weapon. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a lot of nonsense. could be a lot of good things, too, if you... Anyway, sorry, I digress. We are your hosts of I am Rocks April. Talks, and I am Robert. We <laughs> <laughs> work that out. I am you. And I don't know, he is me? <laughs> he is me. <laughs> we did this already, like two yeah, times ago. But... Maybe we should start that again. No, I really like that, though. <laughs> um, anyway... We are, did we say our names? Yes. That's no, we was... just said the name of the show. No. I Because I talked over when you said when rocks talk. I said, I am April. And then you said, and I am Robert. Did I say my name? Yes, you did. Where am I? <laughs> you're in the studio. <laughs> I'm in the studio. Well, you're in your own little world. <laughs> okay. Your little bubble. Let's start Let's this over. <laughs> so last week we talked about uh safety and being prepared preparedness for natural disasters yeah and i warned you that you warned you. i warned you last week that He's we were gonna, gonna come intense. with yeah is that what i said intense i didn't say that you said that i'm probably not i'm gonna try to be the what is it okay should we comic tell, relief? should we tell some stories first what? real quick <laughs> i'll be the comic relief i have no idea oh i'll lead this one yeah, well, yeah, because I'm not going to get into it. I already get, I mean, just thinking about me, about it makes me get upset, so. I'm trying to think of a, a story, oh, no. some kind of story we can start with. With like what, though? Just to, to break the ice. I think we kind of broke it like three times already in the introduction. Like, remember on Karate Kid? It, what was it? Karate Kid 2. When uh, Daniel's son was supposed Daniel's to son. break the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, he did that one move and it breaks the blocks of ice with a yeah. little karate chop. He should have carved that? a swan. I would have been more impressed. What? Ooh, it's Swan. <laughs> that's related to Karate Kid. When they did the next Karate Kid with oh, the, yeah, that female. A... Was uh, it a swan? The female Karate Kid. That, that was like the crane or something. That Miyagi trained. Yeah. That was played by the actress Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank, which sounds like Swan. That's where we're going with that. <laughs> It's like your coffee reference last week. You need to work on that again. We're going to have to do some practice. Guns. We're talking guns. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking guns. What? No, we're not. Um, More or less. Well, kind of. So, active shooter situations. Yeah. And home intruders. Yeah. Which lots of times. Are both. They do have a firearm of some sort. Or some kind of weapon. Or some kind of weapon. So, that's what we're covering today. Yeah. If you don't, if if that's a little too much for you uh, covering this, then we encourage you to stay tuned. <laughs> well, you never know. So that's definitely these a are good things. Thing. That, again, like I we said last week, you can't avoid. You shouldn't avoid. What do you mean? Shouldn't avoid. This. You should avoid active no. shooting. <laughs> <laughs> this topic. Yeah, yeah. You it's important to be prepared. Definitely in these situations, especially, you know, this kind of stuff brings out my mama bear instinct, you know, that instinct, or you could say papa bear instinct, and you just want to be like, nobody comes after my children, Rambo yeah. it, that's yeah. what she wanted. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll get this out of the way. Things like this are to some people controversial. Yes. About it is. protecting yourself. More and others. it's not necessarily, they may see it with, you're protecting with violence. It's not necessarily violence. Mm-hmm. It's self-defense. Mm-hmm. Self-defense. Mm-hmm. Many people are about self-defense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to weapons and firearms, mm-hmm. especially guns, this whole the whole guns talk, yeah. you know, then it, they just, it, it's almost like they want to throw it out the window like that doesn't mm-hmm. count. Mm-hmm. No, self-defense is self-defense. Mm-hmm. You do what you got to do to survive, mm-hmm. to defend yourself. Yeah. So let's start with, I'm going to start with home intruders mm-hmm. uh, situations. Now, if you're a listener, if you're a person, to the listeners out there, if you're a person who doesn't want to harm anybody, even if it's in self-defense, then what I would say is do everything you can to prevent that. Good point. It's preventative. Preventative. Without prevention. What? (laughs) He's mega-minding it. Um. Um... do without what you fathom. Yeah, without fathom. <laughs> Unfathomable. What? <laughs> inside oh joke. Oh my goodness, inside joke, kind of, sort of. Did I just step on your flip-flop? Look at you. He's out of his shoes, folks. This topic has got him so excited, he's like getting out of his shoes. It's exciting. So where was I? Unfathomable. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you can to prevent Avoid. a situation yeah, you don't want to be in. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's many ways you can do that. Yeah. Again, like we said last week, some things are unpreventable, but you can increase your chances. Well, mm-hmm. unpreventable, does that mean you can't prevent it or you're just not 100%? Is that... Can't prevent it probably would be more accurate. Okay. Unavoidable? Yeah. Not all things are unavoidable. Yeah. There you go. But you can increase your chances of making it unavoidable by... Mm-hmm. What? By make, <laughs> I think you're getting confused. You said <laughs> you to okay, increase let's, your let's, chances of un- being unavoidable. Let's start this part over. That's too funny, though. Like I said last week, are you laughing? Yeah, I'm laughing. Like I said last week, uh, you cannot, no matter what you do, you're not going to make your chances 100% uh, unavoidable. We are not in total right? control. But you can Basically. increase your chances yes. of, of preventing. By preparation, by repetitive things that you're going to plan mm-hmm. and do, by trying to find other ways, and also having the right mindset as you go into it. And your heart has to be in the right place. Uh, um, you know, that's a really important and I think key part here that, you know, some people don't even touch on when they talk about self-defense uh-huh. and what it means. Now, we're not talking like going and like going on a rampage and like just beating up on people. Yeah, no, this people is, who... Some people who watch too much kung fu movies or or, <laughs> or uh, John Wick or whatever it may be. I have be. no idea. I, I've never seen it. But, but I the know, heart I, is I right in recognizing that the people, whether they are in, in this, you know, are doing criminal activity or whatever else, understanding that they are souls yes. and they are people and they are human. And that's important to think and consider. And sometimes they're just in a wrong, the wrong, a wrong, pl- not wrong place as in they're in my home. In a wrong place, uh, in their state of mind, yeah, their situation, situation at, you know, whatever, really... wherever they come from, mm-hmm. and 
they themselves may need help. They're yeah. not, you know, they're not, some people are just straight up evil and they're out to do you harm. Well, they, some are yeah. not. Some are uh, going to appear that way, mm-hmm. but they themselves need help in some way. Yeah. That is why when I talk about self-defense and I'm, I'm all about self-defense, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't come at it in a way of if you're going to harm me, I'm taking you out. Yeah. Like, no. I would rather not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take you out. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point where it becomes me, my family, or you. Mm-hmm. And and so I think some of this awareness should go out to people who, I don't know how we can get it out there to them, but to those who are on the other end, not to do, not about the self-defense, but about the attackers. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. intruders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I wish we can get to them. Mm-hmm. and help them prevent them from committing the act. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it, but as far as what we're doing today, we're just talking about our side. Yeah. What we can do to um, defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. So in, I'm talking about intruders for now, home intruders. What you could do to prevent them from entering and sometimes even thinking about entering. Mm-hmm. Some of the things you could do is... It's really simple stuff simple stuff again like we talked last week it's not it does it's not very expensive some of the things you know put put a couple you know do you need to buy that many christmas presents again <laughs> you know rebudget and put in to your home some safety uh, measures mm-hmm. so what you could do is uh, motion light mm-hmm. sensors mm-hmm. Or outside around the home mm-hmm. because some of the things that some m- most criminals when they're breaking in, they're not or on or or on your property. They're not masterminds trying to do you harm. No, they just want to get your stuff. Yes, <laughs> they just want stuff, right? Yeah, and that's a majority of them. Yeah. So let's start from outside. Yeah, you have the motion idea. lights, motion sensor lights. Mm-hmm. They go on. Can we go a little before that? Because I'm sure, really thinking. Go ahead. So one thing I noticed with a lot of um, people that may. Um, end up being tempted to come in and take your stuff is a lot of us have this horrible habit of not putting things away so like if we have nice fun toys that we like to show off well that's great and everything but as one wise person said i don't wash my truck because i don't want it to look attractive for someone to come and take oh yeah (laughs) and so i think it's important as we survey our area not to leave out our fun toys out in the in the yards and these things that are easy pickings that people will come in. Yeah, people. No ma- you got people driving by and, and just looking pull at up that. And, and I know. Scope, they scope it out. Yes, and so instead of making it a temptation for everyone or being like, well, they may not have if they hadn't seen it, you know, try to put things away where it's not out there in the front and like, oh, come get me. You know, I'm shiny. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that would be the first thing is look around outside, see if there's anything that would, you know, um, attract the wrong people to come and, you know, go and grab also, your stuff. Also, if you wanted to back up like that a little bit too, also know your neighbors. Yeah. And build trust with your neighbors. That's where that whole love your neighbor thing comes yeah. in. I think that's really important. We probably should do more of that, honestly, I think. Watch each other's backs. And get out there and know more people. And, okay, so we moved in in a little bit into the actual property. Uh Again, I was talking about the lights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most criminals, when they, you got light shining shining on them, (laughs) it'll deter them. 
Mm-hmm. They'll turn around. They'll go find a place that well, some will. that's in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. in most cases. Now, let's say the light didn't work. Yeah. And you're sleeping, mm-hmm. and they get to your door. Mm. Cameras. Yeah. You can have cameras, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doorbell cameras, mm-hmm. and they alert you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In motion, you could have them put a setting on them uh, where they only go on at night where you're most vulnerable because you're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so you have on your phone a notification if there's motion. Get a dog. A dog. A dog is very yeah. important. Like I've been a reading. A good dog. No, I've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading those. Um, like I, because I read like inspirational. Um, like a lot of inspirational suspense ones. And one of the key things when they were there was people that are coming after them, is they said you need to get a dog. You literally need to get a dog. That is one of the number one things to get. And you get a dog. You get a good security system, cameras, like you said. And I mean, it can be almost like impenetrable. So, like what you're saying is, put as many deterrents as possible. A dog with a big bark. Yeah. Not a chihuahua. No. Well, <laughs> they can be vicious. Oh no, I'm just kidding. But well, maybe. But um, so deterrents. Um, it, the, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to put as many deterrents as possible to prevent some type you're, you're of thing. You're trying to prevent them even getting to the door. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the more deterrence, so much, there's the so better much you it could is. do. And now a lot of these people, a lot of people are going to know these mm-hmm. because a lot of people do these. Yeah. And I will get more in depth where ones that people don't really go as far as doing certain yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, a lot of what people do is mm-hmm. all the things we already mentioned. Yeah. People tend to do the safety mm-hmm. precautions outside the perimeter of their mm-hmm. actual home yeah right that's where they put all the work yeah but what if the intruder can care less about all that mm-hmm. and gets to your door if they're desperate and wants, enough they yeah will. and wants in your door yeah. what do you do then what do you have inside yeah so i was talking about the doorbell mm-hmm. you know at least that'll wake you up hopefully if you're not a heavy the, sleeper or the cameras yeah and also doors not a lot of people know this, but on average, the average home mm-hmm. entry door mm-hmm. can be kicked in on one kick. Oh, wow. Two or two. One mm-hmm. to two kicks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, one with a little more of a sturdy door, mm-hmm. it's going to take three to four kicks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long. Yeah. It can be kicked down before you can get out of bed. Yeah. Um, a lot of doors. Yeah. Your door is nothing special. I don't care if it's solid wood, it could be kicked in. It's not about the door itself. It's about what's holding it together. Yeah, the hardware. Yeah. So what you can do is put an extra deadbolt. Mm-hmm. There's these plates. Uh, I think they're called, uh, what is it called again? Kick plate, not a kick plate. Mm. Um, but anyway, what it does is it goes along the side of your door where your deadbolt is. Mm-hmm. And when you look at if anybody, go look at your door. I guarantee almost all your doors, the deadbolt plate is only going to be a couple inches uh, wide. Oh, yeah. That's it's only he- holding mm-hmm. the deadbolt, right? What you do is you replace replace that plate mm-hmm. with one that's about a foot, mm-hmm. close to a foot wide mm-hmm. or tall. Yeah, because that's hard to break. Cause you... It's more secure. Yeah. And then you replace the screws that are on your door that either on the hinges or on the deadbolt side. Replace those screws. Make sure they're... Two and a half to three inches. 
A lot of the screws you use are like three quarters inch. They're not very long. They're just holding the hardware on, mm -hmm. but they're not securing it. Yeah. Uh, most people who build homes, most companies who build homes or install doors, they're not going for security. They're going for just uh, getting by. Cos well, cosmetic. They're just putting yeah. the stuff together. Yeah. They're not thinking security. Keeping the air out more yeah. than anything. So replace those screws. Mm -hmm. Put some long suckers in there, right? <laughs> yeah. And on your uh, hinge side too. Put mm -hmm. a long screw, at least one on each hinge. Mm -hmm. They don't all have to be it, but at least one on each hinge. Now, let's say they get through the door mm -hmm. because you didn't install these. Yeah. Or you didn't install them correctly. Mm -hmm. Or you forgot to use them. You forgot to lock them. Whatever. For whatever reason, yeah. they get in your door. Now what do you do? So they sell these, you know how people carry around pepper spray? Yeah. Little handheld pepper sprays for yeah. self-defense. Yeah. Well, they have these ones. They look like fire extinguishers, but they're a lot smaller. They're about maybe a quarter the size of a fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm. And what it is is a pepper gel. So it's more accurate. It doesn't just spray and hit everybody in the vicinity. It's more targeted. Yeah. And these things will travel... I believe 20 feet, That's good. they'll shoot 20 feet. Mm -hmm. So place some of those in, in your home. It comes with a little uh, a bracket. You can hang it, mm -hmm. put it, you know, where you're, where you spend most of your time, uh, especially at night. Mm -hmm. Where do you spend your time? So say in your bedroom, have one by the door. Uh, an intruder comes in, grab that pepper gel mm -hmm. and, and let loose. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they're all the way down the hall. You're probably going to get them. Yeah. And you don't have to be a good aim. What you do is just get in the vicinity of their head, mm -hmm. toward their head, and just and give it a couple and pumps. And that'll help you at least if you don't have anything. You're not going to kill them. You can run If away. you're worried about killing someone, you're not going to kill them. Mm -hmm. But they're going to be in so much pain, they're going to be on the ground or on their way back out and mm -hmm. never come back. So you, you're buying yourself time. Yeah. Some other things you could do um, besides that is, again, this is on the listeners. This is, uh, I don't know how far you want to go. But I, I encourage people or recommend. Maybe, yeah, sure. To buy a firearm. Mm. Now, I got to be real careful when I talk about firearms because you have to be number one, safety. You have to be about, you have to never want to use it. Mm -hmm. If you're someone just anxious to use it, then you probably or you watch too much movies, play too many games. <laughs> Maybe it's not for you. You have to be a serious person in the right state of mind and be about safety. If you are, I encourage you to buy a weapon. But not only buy one, train with it. Safety train with it and do it often. Mm -hmm. Get uh, really familiar with it. Because again, uh, like we talked about last week, you get in a situation, if you're not really prepared or you're not familiar with it too much, you're you're going to be, you're not going to know what to do in the moment. Because when these moments happen, adrenaline goes, all ration, like rational, rational thoughts thought just, go out the window. Yeah. So again, careful. being repetitive. Keeps you calm in those crazy situations. Yes. Also, what you put, put them in is extremely important, especially with people with children. How you store them is probably almost, if not as important as getting one. So I think that's also extremely important. Yeah. Because safety is number one. Yes. The whole idea is not to have to use it. The whole idea is just to have it in case. Or of, for it not of. to be used when it wasn't intended to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So get a safe that only you and maybe your spouse, only those you trust to know the combination. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's other ways. There's some you can get around combinations. You can use keys, um, not old-fashioned keys, but they have um, mm-hmm. ones that maybe you keep on your wrist, and then it's a sensor to open the mm-hmm. the safe, so only you can open it. And they make them very discreet, so they don't even look like a a sensor. Otherwise, you know, someone mm-hmm. would go after it. There's a lot of measures you could take for that. Mm-hmm. And th- that is, that would be more of the last resort. Do what you can to, avoid. to prevent mm-hmm. having to go to the weapon. Mm-hmm. Like here, like with April, I tell you, you know how I, I, I try to train on this, that you go through all the precautions mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And that's last resort. Yeah. Um, and again, if it, and, and no, no, when I, you got to know your ammo, you got to know your weapon. You have to know it. You got to be very familiar too. with it. Yeah. And your ability to use it mm-hmm. and your comfort level. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, again, maybe it's not for you mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with it mm-hmm. because, um, but find other things like what you're talking about with the, where if you need to get out of there, you want to get out of there. Like that other stuff should be a lot easier to at least operate and access X, you know, and, and that way, if that's something, but anything is better than nothing. And if you're like the type that says, well, you know, what, whatever will happen will happen. Kesarasara, <laughs> you know, I understand that. But if you, you are still the type that locks your doors that, you know, your car doors, why do you lock your doors? Yeah. If you still have a, if you have a fence, if you have, um, you know, if you have, um, camera just to keep protect your stuff if you're wanting to protect your stuff then why wouldn't you want to protect the most important thing in your life which is like your family so i think it's it's hard because yeah so yeah why do you lock all your doors why do you lock things up Mm -hmm. uh you know at night because you don't want them stolen Mm -hmm. well lock up your yourself keep your your yeah what is what is most valuable to you I mean, if the, if if your car or your boat or your cool toys or whatever are or whatever it is are valuable to you, then why don't you think that a life is just as valuable? And not only yours, but your family, family and friends. And here's another thing: what if? And we don't even know the what if, but what if this person that was coming in, this intruder, was attacking you, and then they go on because they got away with it, and they go on to hurt other people that you could have stopped and prevented it. See, that's another thing that you have to think about. It reminds me of spider. Well, statistically, it does happen. Yeah. The more often they get away with it, the more likely they are to repeat it. Yes. And so you are the first line of defense sometimes in moments that could have repercussions that continue to go on and on and on. And and I know that some of us will say, well, we need to trust God. But, but in the Bible itself, um, there were times when... Uh, things happened that God was okay with certain things happening. If you look at, there was even, um, I was looking this up and in the, in the law, in Moses's law, there was a manslaughter, um, thing. And what would end up happening was, is they would actually give somebody, like if it was, whether it's in self-defense, whether it's, or they're trying to figure out if it was in self-defense or whatever reason it was, they would actually give those people, um, a refuge city to go to. To figure out what had happened and all that. God actually wanted them to have refuge. So like, I'm just saying if somebody comes in and you end up hurting them or sadly, you know, the other thing, uh, that, that, that you have to think that, um, you know, God even had compassion, mercy on the people that did those things, um, for whether, whatever it was, whether it was accidental or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and so I just, you know, when people say, well, this is, you know, you shouldn't like 
kill, for instance, in the Ten Commandments, it actually is, you know, there's there's um, studies that show about it's actually murder, thou shall not murder, mm-hmm. which is a little different than thou shall not kill. There's intricacies in the kill, text. Um, kill in the Bible is when they said that it's not necessarily you have to know t- just to take a life in general. Yeah. It's murder, and in murder is usually in hatred or evil. Yeah, it's if you have cruel intent. If you have your intent is to to a malicious intent, basically. Yeah. Like there, God was totally against premeditated. Like right, like yeah. this is a circumstance that just comes and happens. This is not premeditated. Those things premeditated definitely wrong. Not saying that it, that it's not. Right. Yeah. So we have to also know when we take it from the Bible, the context, um, what the type of words in the Bible were meaning. Um, you know, those kinds of things, because those little words that might say kill or murder, they're actually two very different words that were used. So you have to be, you know, thinking of that as well. But yeah. um, that's just from the side of if, you know. So there you go. Study your Bible, too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. part know of it. the preparation. Because maybe at the time, you know, God, you feel called to, like, you know, do something different than what, what you know, what is, you know, maybe what we recommended. Whatever it is, though, you know, if you're in the Word of God, if you know what He says, if if you're, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit, you can trust that you'll do the right thing in that scenario, whatever yeah. it may be, you know, yeah. and that's important. Um, I guess I got a little intense on that, but I... <laughs> no, that's fine. That's that's just as important, if not more important, to know that than what I'm talking about. Because it's not about what man thinks. It's about what God thinks, yeah. right? Like what we're doing has to be in line with what God wants us to be doing. That should be first and foremost on our mind. Part of preparation is it's not just a uh, physical preparation. It's not just the repetition. It's an, a spiritual preparation for what's what may come. I mean, in the Bible, there are many instances where he talks about being prepared for these, for situations, Yeah. you know, and um, if we're not prepared. He, God told us to be prepared. Oh, I know. And then one, So, yeah. I mean, you got like the thief in the night, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to use that one. But um, I, I don't know if you're looking it up, but what I want to say is just to wrap up on, on the firearms and having them in your home mm-hmm. uh, to also be safe. Again, I'm going to radiate, reiterate. Yes, reiterate. Being safe. Mm-hmm. Safe is number one, safety. Yes. And know your ammo. Yeah. Uh, what you go to use, what you use at, for home defense and what you use for target practicing are not mm-hmm. the same ammo. You need to know this. Yeah. Um, some will, some ammo, if you're not using the right kind, will travel Yes. You're responsible for, I'm talking to gun owners, you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun. Yes. You are responsible for it until it stops moving. Yes. So if you harm harm somebody that you didn't intend to, um, that's on you. Yeah. And you need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So some ammo will travel through people, through walls. Mm-hmm. It'll keep moving yes. until it decides to stop. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And... You need to know what kind to use. So they have special uh, special kind. Mm-hmm. It's not really special. Yeah. It's a certain kind to use in home defense. What that one does is it makes sure it doesn't travel beyond its target. Yeah. It hits its target and it'll stop. Mm-hmm. Or at least have no velocity mm-hmm. uh, coming out the other end. It yeah. won't travel anymore. Yeah. And that decreases. Or no, no, that increases the odds of you not harming anybody else. Yeah. 
So you need to know what you're doing. You need to do your research and be about uh, safety. Yeah. Once you are and you're comfortable, then you can make that decision. Yeah. So we there is um you're there, you were talking about the thief in the night. Um, that is one that that comes about a lot. But I don't really want to touch on that one as much. That wasn't what, what was on my That's mind. That's fine. But I did want to say that, like, what we're talking about more than anything is, again, like, what we talked about last week was awareness. So the second thing, when, of course, you know, this is one of my favorite verses, which is um, to be sober and be vigilant for your adversary. The devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And I want to hone in on that vigilant. Vigilance means to be prepared. It means to be aware, to be awake, to be looking and observant. I mean, this is what we do. And part of the part of it is this preparation that we're talking about. Whatever way you want to take it, whatever you think is right for your preparation, whatever you feel like called to do or God's leading you to do, then do that for sure. But also preparation um, spiritually is what we had talked about before. And, and, and if you're not prepared spiritually, you may make the wrong choice. You may make have the wrong decision following that. And um, you may panic when you should be calm. I mean, there's multiple things. So one thing, it's funny that there's actually studies that show that people that pray or read the Bible more, their their blood pressure is lower. Like, it calms them down. Like, this is, when we read the Word of God, you know, it can calm us down. It can get us focused and, and help us to stay focused, you know, when we, when we um, read the Word of God. But um, there is this one... Uh, thing that I was reading and it was by Charles Spurgeon because you know how I love Charles Spurgeon. Yes. Uh, depend on it my hearer you never will go to heaven unless you're prepared to worship Jesus Christ as God. And then Benjamin Franklin said by failing to prepare you are preparing to fail. Um, and then uh, someone else I'm not sure who this one was said if you call yourself a Christian but you live in a continuous lifestyle of sin you're not prepared. And there's always a prepared place for a prepared person. And that was by Jack Hiles. But what's point, the keyword? Get prepared, right? <laughs> to stay, to be prepared, you know. And um, uh, the one that you're talking about was Matthew 24. Well, one of them, 24, 42 through 44. It says, so you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. Uh, this is not the verse, but it says, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You, and then this is the verse again, you also must be ready all the time for the son of man will come when least expected. Um, now we are talking about burglars. That's being prepared spiritually. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's an important, uh, important thing um, to be prepared when those times come. There is also a thing I was talking with somebody about, and it was about to live and then to die as gain, to live for God, but to die as gain. So as we talk about survival, you know, God wants us to live for him. And that's important. He sees every life as precious. Yes, the person that's the intruder, the person that is attacking, but also the people that are in the house. Which one is more valuable? Now that's up to God. But I think God sees us all equally valuable. That's true. But God has a plan, a purpose. There there are different things, um, you know. But evil and, brought, a, brought that situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Why do we need police officers? I don't understand it. Why do we call on police officers to help us? Why are they any different? Yeah, I think know? I talked about that. Uh, Did you? 
on one of our episodes kind Did of we? brushed on that but you know i said the whole thing um if you believe if any listener out there believes that uh when it says to kill not to kill in the bible and you're thinking just murder all in general it just means murder to do with the evil intent mm-hmm. then we can't eat food then, then for, no you can't eat you can't things. eat uh, McDonald's. <laughs> you can't eat. So you shouldn't you're, eat McDonald's you're killing, anyway because you're killing yourself. Right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, you can go there. Yeah. If we want, we can go there. We but can go there. <laughs> wait a minute, we just went there. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. If you think it's wrong to um, to kill somebody yeah. when uh, the the situation presents itself, mm-hmm. it's either them or your family, right? Mm-hmm. Loved ones. Or like it says, brother in the Bible, you know, yeah. to lay down your life. That means protect. Yeah. So. What excuses if, the police if officer? It is, if it is not okay mm-hmm. to carry a firearm or to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But, or your family. What, but what you were saying is if we call the police, though, mm-hmm. you take care of it. You harm this person or you stop this person or you protect me. That is. And if you truly believe that it was wrong then why is it okay to put the police officer in that situation and condemn them to hell? Because the Bible also talks about not causing a brother to sin. And then what we're doing there is we're being a stumbling block to that police officer. Now, he chose to be a police officer. That's true. but And why does he do it? Why does to he do it? The, okay. I'm not going to get into the whole uh, what people think about police officers. But for the most part, okay, for, for, the, for the majority, mm-hmm. why do they do it? Uh, to serve and protect protect mm-hmm. that's that was the main reason that's the main reason yeah. to protect yeah i'm not a police officer mm-hmm. but that's what i do mm-hmm. i'm all about protection mm-hmm. i protect mm-hmm. not just myself not just you and the kids mm-hmm. not just my family but anybody i'm around yeah anybody i'm with mm-hmm. i i'm a protector mm-hmm I don't need a badge to be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and as a mama, like look at nature, look at nature. Even mama bears will protect their cubs to the detriment of humans. Is that even in nature, God has has made it so that we have this internal instinct to protect the things we care about. You know, why would God just looking to nature and creation? Why would God even put that? inclination or instinct in in animals you know um to protect their young instinctually like why is the mama always scarier than the dad when they you know when it comes to the baby the the bears like why like why is that you know and and so there there are important things and why is god himself who we're supposed to imitate the ultimate protector what is he going to do when 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 things go down in revelation what is he going to do he's going to come and he's going to basically avenge the blood of the of the saints. If if we can't follow him and his example, the perfect one, then then what are we doing here? Then we're in a in a way we're yeah, doing no, the Now that opposite. doesn't mean to be God, to be no, our own God. No. But to we're follow imperfect. an example. Yeah, and we're going to strive for that, but we will fail sometimes, but point is god gave us these instincts for a reason okay so we're getting close to the end of this episode we're running up kind of high on time here you mean high <laughs> what i say yeah, running high on time you mean we're running... running long on time yeah um but i do want to because i said i was going to real quick i want to cover at least uh, also active shooter situations mm-hmm. 
because they are seem more common more prevalent yeah yeah now there's a lot of the home intruder uh type deal that mm -hmm. we talked about a lot of that uh concept is applied mm -hmm. elsewhere yeah. so you would take what you learn mm -hmm. to protect yourself in home you take that uh with you mm -hmm. but preventative we're talking mm -hmm. about preventative what can you do to prevent mm -hmm. um, now you can't prevent an active shooter mm -hmm. uh, it's going to happen where it happens but in that situation what can you do to prevent you being harmed uh, or anybody you're with or yeah or whatnot so some of the things you can do for example is like say you go to a theater um, know your exits when you go in any place whether it's a theater or trying to think of an example like a concert um any venue right when you go whether it's outdoors or indoor because lots of times outdoor if it's a, a an event going on they have fences mm -hmm. that you, you needed a way to go in and out right mm -hmm. they had to you know check you at the door yeah so it's not like you can just just because you're outside you can't just flee mm -hmm. you're gonna eventually hit a fence mm -hmm. or a wall if you're inside so what you do is when you go inside look around it it doesn't take much know your exits where are all my exits where am i where's my escape route mm -hmm. and and then just go about your day enjoy mm -hmm. your time wherever you're at mm -hmm. but now you registered that mm -hmm. into your mind so in the event something happens you pull that from your little memory bank there mm -hmm. and you unfold it and there's your map right yeah. you know exactly what to do because you not maybe not exactly but you have, have a better idea. chance, yeah, mm -hmm. because you mapped it out. Um, so that's one w way you can prevent. So look around. Um, another way is learn to read people. Yeah. Learn to read people. Now, for those who are all about, um, let's say, uh, people who carry firearms, mm -hmm. those people are usually about more about protection, hopefully or doing it for protection uh what they do is some can some people do it wrong completely wrong mm -hmm. and when they see people now oh now i got a gun so everybody's a threat right now i'm looking at everybody and you you might see somebody that looks a little strange but if you're not educated you would think that person's uh, a threat mm -hmm. when actually they're not mm -hmm. you got to know what to read how to read people what are the signs of somebody who's about to do something mm -hmm. and there are signs mm -hmm. and i can give you just a couple uh, most people who are about to commit an act an evil act usually sway mm -hmm. side to side their hands they they'll uh pump their clench their fist. clench their fists mm -hmm. or they'll try not to make eye contact they'll have their head down a lot okay and they'll look around because they're I don't know, nervous or for whatever reason, they're, you know what I mean? They're about to go into another mode. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not the people who just look crazy, uh, got spiked hair, got a backpack on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't look for trip. The, I don't uh, trip when yeah. I see someone with a backpack. Mm -hmm. I don't trip when I see somebody carrying a weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of times they're probably carrying because they're protecting themselves. Yeah. They're not the threat. Mm -hmm. So you need to know how to read. And if you don't know, do some research yeah. on uh, demeanor mm -hmm. and uh, body what, language. Body language. 
Yeah, there's some telling signs that you can see in nervous yeah. nervous behavior, especially you know, certain things. Don't be a paranoid person. Yeah. <laughs> be a prepared person. Yes. And be ready. So uh, you could you could be a person who makes the mistake and you're just paranoid about everybody, especially when you're hearing it on the news all the time. Yeah. You're hearing these things happen. You get nervous. Um, and I know you've dealt with this. You get nervous mm -hmm. being in a situation or a place, a mm -hmm. certain place. And you think something might go down. So now everybody's a suspect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the paranoia. Because mm -hmm. um, the odds are, just like driving a car, the odds of crashing, dying in a car crash or getting hurt in a car crash is way up compared to other things. Compared to yeah. flying a plane, mm -hmm. compared to this and that, right? I mean getting in a plane, not flying a plane. Flying in a plane. Yeah. Riding in a plane. <laughs> you won't even ride in But one. anyway, <laughs> no. You know, you, it's more likely to and, in a crash. Okay, I know planes are more safe, but I won't ride a plane <laughs> and I'll drive a car all day. Even though the statistics say they're safer. <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? It's just Somebody a, it's has just, them insecurity. It's some cross wires in the brain there. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? My, my point is we know how dangerous it is to be on the road, to be on the highway. Mm-hmm the statistics of uh the car. odds of you getting in a car crash it's car pretty crash high, yeah it's pretty high yet we do it all the time yeah and we don't we don't uh we're not paranoid about every driver you might be cautious to so some drivers that are swaying side to side yeah, right but we're not off. worried about every yeah. single driver we're not checking are they using their blinker are they doing this are mm -hmm. they doing that well some might be um that's called <laughs> <laughs> that's called paranoia yeah backstreet drive or backseat drive. that's my point um, know that statistically, when you go somewhere uh, to an event or a crowded area, statistically, you're going to come out of there okay. Mm -hmm. But there are there is a chance that it's this place, it's today, it's here. Yeah, and right? not to panic, but statistics change. Yeah. So, so you have to be prepared when so that happens. My point is be prepared, but don't be paranoid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you might as well lock yourself up in home in a bubble wrap and in in a safe or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So go about your day, enjoy life, but just situational awareness yeah. is what you need. And I will say the ultimate way to prepare is to get to know your, get ready to meet your maker. That's the important thing. That's the best preparation because when you know who Jesus is and you know what He's done for you and you, and He's in your heart. You know, it does make honestly, I think, for a better protector. Yeah. Because knowing my destination and knowing uh, my reward, mm -hmm. um, when it's all when my life's all said and done. Yeah. I'm more. It makes it more easier for me to not worry about my own life, mm -hmm. care for it, but not worry about it mm -hmm. when I'm protecting. Mm -hmm. If I'm not sure where I'm going, and and I think life is just when it's over it's over so i don't want to die you know what mm -hmm. i mean people tend to want to stay alive as long as possible yeah. and that's okay yeah but, well that's good but when you think there is no destination there is no heaven then you're less likely to protect others mm -hmm. because you're trying to save your own life yeah me knowing where i will end up makes it so much easier for me to protect mm -hmm. you know what i mean with my life mm -hmm. on the line yeah so, yeah, it does make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I could have went more on this and I could have took it other places. And I'm glad. I'm glad for myself. I'm glad for you. And I'm glad for the listeners <laughs> that I tamed myself and I kept it, uh, kept these brief. But I think that's all I got. Okay. I think that's all I, all I got for this episode. Okay. Should I tell them what we're going to talk about next week? Uh, it's up to you, babe. It's a little more, would you call it grim? Oh, lovely. Next week, and <laughs> I'm not a doomsday prepper. People call you, oh, you're a doomsday prepper. Well, when you, <laughs> okay, here's a <laughs> funny example. In your bathroom. Okay. To any listener, visualize in your bathroom. What do you do before you sit on that toilet? You pr- you check to make sure you got toilet paper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if it's low, you make sure that thing's stocked up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Within reach. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Yeah. That's called preparing. Yeah. That's not a doomsday prepper. That's being prepared. Yeah. And that's what I am. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I talk about certain things, I'm not a freak that's uh, thinks the world's going to end and zombies are going to attack or something like that. <laughs> I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm about reality mm-hmm. and I'm about uh, possibilities. Yeah. And it's be better to be prepared than not. Yeah. So having said that, what I will talk about next week is and there's been talks of and there's been talks for years um, but about nuclear, uh, using nuclear weapons, certain countries, even our own, you know, using a nuclear weapon. So when you have nuclear fallout, that's one, I think that almost nobody, almost nobody is prepared on or have, has any idea, has an inkling, ink, what's that word? Inkling. Inkling? Yeah. Of what to do. Well, unless you're in Israel. They have all those bomb shelters okay. and all kinds of well, stuff. Okay, if you're listening, you're in Israel and you're listening, then... Um, uh, you probably know more, a lot more that about back. that stuff than we do. Yeah, some people train or for it all the time. Or eastern countries yeah. that are over there. The civilians train for it. They, they're, they're, the children. They got to be more prepared. Yeah. But why not us? Yeah. Why not be prepared? If it never happens, great. So. But if it were to, be prepared. So anyway, next week I'm going to talk... What would you do in a uh, if there was a nuclear fallout? Mm-hmm. What would you do? You probably have no idea, mm-hmm. and if you have no idea, your chances of survival are very slim. But let's change that. So that's what I'm going to be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. And do you want to close us off with something? There's a couple of verses I want to finish off, and then go we'll for go it. Ahead. Lighten it up a little bit. Well, this one's not as light, but uh, Ecclesiastes eleven eight, and this is also by um, I believe by Solomon. Uh, but if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. So, you know, he's talking about rejoice in the days that you live and the years that you live, but understand that there is also darkness and darkness does come because that's just the way it is with light and dark day and night. It happens. Um, and just to be prepared. But, but I will say the last one I want to finish with. John 16.33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And I think that's a really good note to end on. No matter what we do, whatever happens in the next day, minutes, seconds, years, you know, God has already overcome the darkness. 
if we know him, then then we know light, and we know that there will be a good uh, beginning to it all, really. Yeah. So I hope I didn't instill fear in anybody, but with these talks. <laughs> or depress anybody. If anything, <laughs> uh, it should do the, hopefully it has the opposite effect, but especially if you're, what you've been saying, April, mm-hmm. what, you, what you've been pulling out of the Bible there, hopefully that is what uh, motivates you. Yeah, and doesn't make it seem such of a, a downer, but uh, something to look forward to. And it should this should energize you to you know make changes that make sense to you because the more prepared you are, the more calm you'll be when these things happen, and that's important, you know. So what we're trying to do is help you get to that point where you can be confident in your ability to handle what ends up coming your way. Okay, so next week it's going to be hectic. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Take it easy. If you like what you heard in our podcast, follow us so you never miss a new episode. Check us out on Facebook and also on our website. The links are provided in the description below.